On today's episode of the Locked On Louisville podcast, we are talking about why the by committee approach at the running back position puts the Louisville offense in the best position to succeed. With that being said, let's get right on into the show. You are Locked On Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, everyone? Welcome into another episode of the Locked On Louisville Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. Today's episode brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more right now. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 back in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started today. As always, want to personally thank you all for making us your first listen of the day. Just a reminder that the Locked On Louisville podcast is free on all streaming services five days a week. Your team every day. As I mentioned in the opener, we're continuing to recap the first two weeks of the season before we get into the preview against Indiana in week three. We're going to talk about why the by committee approach at the running back position puts the Louisville offense in the best position to succeed. We'll also talk about the Cardinals uh, reaching new heights as a program, this time specifically um, the most quarterbacks being played in a single game in program history. And then finally, we will dive into the Monday mailbag. We haven't had a mailbag segment in quite some time, so I wanted to um, open the floor up for questions and answer any questions that you all may have. So as I mentioned, we're still with the game against Murray State having been last Thursday. I want to talk about the first two weeks of the season more collectively before we get into the preview against Indiana, because we're just not there scheduling wise, we will have a locked on uh, crossover podcast with the locked on Indiana host. We'll also talk about that matchup in its entirety. So be sure to stay tuned to that. But one thing that I've seen throughout the first two weeks now, granted one thing that we talked about is you can't get too high, but you also can't get too low, right? You can't put too much emphasis on something, but you also can't underplay something too much. I mean, there's obviously a healthy balance between the two, but one trend that I've seen through the first couple weeks of the season that I have been a fan of is the by-committee approach at running back. Now, granted, if you've listened to this show over the past couple months, you know that I have predicted Jawar Jordan to go over 1,000 yards rushing this season so you'll think well aren't you kind of backtracking a little bit honestly not really because you look at what Jawar's doing now granted it's against Georgia Tech and Murray State he's averaging 16.5 yards per carry has 231 yards on 14 carries to go along with three touchdowns for the Cardinals Louisville has seven rushing touchdowns through the first two games of the season I think that you can understand that maybe the statistical numbers don't favor the longevity of averaging 16.5 yards per carry, but it also highlights the opportunity for Jordan to break off a huge run at any given time. That's something to focus on. But I do think that Jawar does get over the 1,000-yard mark. I do think he eclipses that number. However, I also believe that the by-committee approach that Louisville has gone with in the first couple of games puts this offense 
in the best position to succeed. Sort of like the past couple of years, Louisville is able to uh, go to the hot hand. There have been many different situations to where in the past couple of years, Scott Satterfield went to Travion Cooley during a certain game. He went to Jalen Mitchell, Tyon Evans, Hassan Hall, Javian Hawkins, whoever it may be in the running back committee, and they were the feature back for insert game here. Now, granted, I don't think it's going to be that big of a differentiation like it was in years past because I do think that Jawar Jordan is going to lead the team in carries. Probably the majority of the games, unless he's dealing with injury or Isaac Garendo or Maurice Turner are just absolutely balling out. I do think that Jawar Jordan is going to be the guy that receives the majority of the carries for Louisville. But sort of like we saw or sort of like we have seen in past years, I think that keeping defense is honest, having multiple options in the backfield is something that um, definitely can play to Louisville's advantage. Alabama head coach uh, Nick Saban he made a comment when he was asked about um, the identity of his football team. And, you know, over the past couple of years, as the reporter mentioned, I, it's slipping my mind to who that reporter was, so I do apologize to whoever made the comments to Saban. But he essentially said, you know, since you've had Tua, your offense has gone from more of a grinded-out rushing attack to sort of an air raid offense spreading the field. And now with Jalen Milrow being more of a unproven, more of a running type of quarterback, the question was, do you think that Alabama is going to go back to being that old style Crimson Tide football to where they run the ball more? And he said, I think that college football is starting to go back to that point to where you're starting to see more emphasis on running the football again. And I think that that is true. Something we talked about in the offseason, something that I said, look, don't get caught up with this whole narrative that Louisville's going to throw the ball more. Yes, they are going to throw the ball more, but it's not some air raid offense to where they're not going to run the football. This is a pro-style offense. They are going to run the football. It's going to set up the pass. And through the first couple of games, we've seen that it's a very honest rushing attack. It's a by-committee approach. Jordan is second on the team in carries. He has 14 carries. Isaac Garendo actually leads the team um, with 17 carries for 90 yards. The um, other players to focus on, obviously, Maurice Turner only has seven carries for 30 yards, but he did miss that last matchup against um, Murray State. Kiwan Brown had 11 carries for 65 yards and a touchdown. Plummer, 13 carries for 56 yards. I don't think we're going to see too many designed runs for the Louisville quarterback, but he has shown that he can make plays with his legs when need be. So it'll be interesting to see how the coaching staff uses Kiwan Brown throughout the season. If there are no injuries to the group moving forward, I think that Brown is probably on the outside looking in in the rotation especially, um, you know, with Turner, Garendo, and Jordan healthy. He did look good in his first bit of college action. It was against Murray State, however, and many players showed out. So not trying to make light of his productivity, but you have to accept that it was Murray State. But I think that having the three-headed monster at running back, Jawar Jordan, Isaac Garendo, and Maurice Turner constantly – Rotating those guys in, people will say, well, how can they find their footing? How can they 
create the consistency. I think that these three guys are good enough to where you can rotate them at any given pace and they're going to be able to show out. Now, granted, Jordan and Turner are more alike in terms of skill sets than they are Isaac Garendo, who's more of a power back, which Garendo has been very, very solid. He's averaging 5.3 yards per carry. Maurice Turner's at 4.3 yards per carry. Obviously, Jordan's yards per carry number is going to come down from that incredible 16.5 number. But still, I think that he's going to be a very, very solid one of the top running backs in the ACC. Needless to say, as much as I agree and am not backtracking that Jordan is going to have a fantastic season, I think I sort of underplayed the possibility that Braum may go with a by-committee approach. I think that that helps Louisville out because it gives you the opportunity to go with a couple of different looks. Braum said in his press conference on Monday that his style is going to be dictated by the personnel on the field. I think that all three of the running backs are capable of being solid in the receiving game. Obviously, Garendo is going to be used more in short yard situations on the goal line. But Maurice Turner and Joar Jordan have shown the ability to run between the hash marks and score as well. Um, there's been conversation to where... Maybe Isaac Garendo is better suited as running back one. I don't agree with that. I think Jordan is and should be the feature back for this team. But this is a great problem to have if you were the Louisville Cardinals, that you can even have this conversation that Isaac Garendo is good enough to be in the possible contention for RB1. I think to eliminate the possibility of argument, the Correct take, in my opinion, is that all three of these guys are going to see solid action almost on every single game. Now, it, granted, it might obviously limit how much a player is going to show out, but I do think that it's going to be better for Louisville collectively as an offense because it keeps defenses on keeps defenses honest. You don't know who they're going to go to the majority of the time. Um, it forces you to think just a little bit harder when calling those defensive plays, which puts you in a, a potential situation. Sorry, I can't speak today. Puts you in a potential situation to mess up on the defensive end, lack of communication as well. So I'm looking at this as the best-case scenario for Louisville. I would expect that they continue to go with the balanced attack, and it's going to really, really help this offense moving forward. So I think the by-committee approach at running back puts Louisville in the best position to succeed offensively. Something else we saw on last Thursday's game, or in last Thursday's game, I should say, the most quarterbacks in program history appearing in a single game for the Louisville Cardinals. We're going to talk about how that affects the backup quarterback position here in just a moment after we talk about our friends over at Athletic Brewing Company. Um, Athletic Brewing Company has completely changed the non-alcoholic beer game. Um, your game changer of the week for me this past season was pretty much everybody who played offensively for Louisville in the 56-0 victory over Murray State. But much like those players on offense, Athletic Brewing Company has completely changed the game but in their respective sense, the non-alcoholic beer game. As I mentioned, they make non-alcoholic beers that taste good. They brew over 50 styles of craft non-alcoholic beer, including IPAs, Goldens, Sours, and more. My favorite is the Oktoberfest, which is a seasonal option, but definitely be sure to check that out. You don't get any hangovers. It is extremely versatile. You can drink it anywhere. It's fit for all times. 
You can find Athletic Brewing Company's non-alcoholic brews at a store near you or buy online at athleticbrewing.com. First-time customers can use the code Locked On to get 15% off of your first online order. That's code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, Locked On, no spaces, at checkout for 15% off at athleticbrewing.com. Athletic Brewing Company, fit for all times. Hey, Cardinal fans, I want to thank you all again for making Locked On Louisville your first listen of the day. Just a reminder that the show is free on all streaming services, five days a week, your team every day. Be sure to check out Locked On College Football Live on any streaming service you utilize. You can go to the Locked On Louisville Twitter homepage. I'm sorry, Locked On Louisville YouTube homepage. My apologies. And you can watch the most recent episode of Locked On College Football Live right there on the LOL podcast youtube page so be sure to stay tuned to that but moving forward we're talking about a statistic or i should say a feat that was accomplished on thursday evening louisville played the most quarterbacks in any single game in program history that's one thing that jack Plummer played the majority of the game for the cardinals obviously played all of the first half Uh, played a decent portion of the second half. But after um, Louisville was able to increase the lead in the second half um, on a touchdown from a Jawar Jordan play, you saw the rotating door of quarterbacks come in for the Cardinals. Brock Doman led a touchdown drive himself. It was capped off with Amari Huggins-Bruce on an end-around for a six-yard touchdown. And then it was Evan Conley's turn. Conley had a big run. Kiwan Brown then did the rest with two rushes in a row for a touchdown. And then you have Harrison Bailey. Harrison Bailey had a couple of big-time plays, none other larger than the fourth and eight touchdown pass to tight end Joey Gatewood for the touchdown in the fourth quarter, the first pass caught by a tight end this season for the Cardinals. Joey Gatewood's first career pass. Pierce Clarkson got some opportunities after that. Uh, The drive stalled out um, in Murray State territory. And then you had um, a couple other players, such as Brady Allen, walk-ons as well, get some opportunities. But the most, or I'm sorry, more quarterbacks played on Thursday evening for the Louisville Cardinals against Murray State than there ever has been in a single game in Louisville program history. Now you say, well, it is a significant feat because it's the first time it's ever happened. However, they're playing Murray State, so it's a blowout. And sure, multiple quarterbacks led multiple touchdown drives, but really how much can you take away from that? Dalton, I mean, you said it yourself. You really can't take much away from this game other than the notion that Louisville handle business. And I do agree with that. However, I think that now we talk about the debate of the backup quarterback situation. Does this change the scenery for the backup quarterback position at all? I don't think it does. However, Did we get a better look of the pecking order for the quarterbacks in the system? Because Doman was the projected backup quarterback. He played one drive in that second half against Murray State. But it wasn't Pierce Clarkson. It wasn't Harrison Bailey. It wasn't Brady Allen. 
that showed up after him. It was Evan Conley. That's a name that, I'll be honest, myself included, there hasn't been a lot of talk about Evan Conley. There just hasn't. Um, granted, not much have we talked about who the third-string quarterback for the Louisville Cardinals is leading up to the second week of the season. That really hasn't been a focal point to talk about. Look, I understand that. But I do think it's interesting because either it is reflective of the depth chart or it's just not. But I would venture into saying that there's probably more of a sense of there being some type of a pattern there than not being a certain pattern there. I could just be completely off here and be wrong, which if I am, I apologize. But I'm starting to look at it, and I had somebody ask me, does or with Louisville going with so many quarterbacks in the second half of the game against Murray State, how much does the cha- how much does it change the backup quarterback situation? Look, I don't think it does at all. Because if the backup was Brock Doman, if we're going to assume that the backup's Brock Doman, because I believe it is, Brock Doman led a touchdown drive. So I'm not sure that anyone else did anything else to dethrone Brock Doman of the backup quarterback position because Evan Conley land or he led a touchdown drive. He had a big 20 yard run, but Keewan Brown scored the touchdown. He, it was a three play touchdown drive. Harrison Bailey had some solid moments, but granted it's the fourth quarter of this game against Murray state. It was a great pass to Joey Gatewood, but it's the fourth quarter against Murray state where you're winning by almost 40 points at that time. I mean, you're actually winning by over 40 points at that time. Pierce Clarks and Brady Allen get in at the very end. Neither of them score. Granted, the time is not your friend at at that given moment. But you see what I'm saying? So I think it could be important to talk about the backup quarterback position. But I just thought it was neat to talk about because, look, the most quarterbacks playing for your team in any given game in program history, I think that that highlights the overall depth at this position. Now, you can say to play the devil's advocate, it's Murray State. You did not allow them to score. You won by 56 points. You were favored by over 40 coming into the game. Look, I get it. I can't tell you the last time that Louisville has had this much quarterback depth on the roster. Definitely hasn't been over the past half decade, probably not over the past decade plus, For the Cardinals. I mean, I guess you could say 2014. There's depth and then there's quality depth. Is this unit better than when you had Will Gardner, Reggie Bonifon, and Kyle Bowen? Or Lamar Jackson, Will Gardner, Reggie Bonifon, and Kyle Bowen? Probably not because we know how good Lamar Jackson ended up being. And then Kyle Bowen was solid. Reggie Bonifon had some moments. So did Will Gardner. But overall depth, I'm just not sure over the past however many years how many times the Louisville has had a team with the opportunity to play that amount of quarterbacks. Granted, two of those were walk-ons. It doesn't matter. That's still kind of impressive that you have that many quarterbacks, but that's just something that I wanted to talk about that someone had asked me. Um, Didn't include that in the weekly mailbag segment because I felt that it was obviously um, a good question for this segment. But now let's 
take a turn and dive into the Monday mailbag. We'll do that here momentarily after we talk about our friends and the title sponsor of the show, FanDuel. Get ready for the NFL season. Well, the NFL season week one is pretty much already over with, but it's early. Incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, make this absolutely worth it. Let me tell you, right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 back in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off the NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. I utilized that yesterday with the four screen different games layout, which was fantastic. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. No better time during the year than right now. The app is easy to use. You can bet on everything from spreads, player props, and more. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with an offer that you won't want to miss. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Okay, heading on into the final segment of the show. We're diving into the weekly mailbag segment on this fine Monday edition of the Locked On Louisville podcast. couple questions spanning across different sports. Um, obviously, with football season, I want to start on the football side of things. Is there any worry with Maurice Turner and Josh Meekins missing the game against Murray State? Um, I think that Brom said in his weekly press conference that these were minor injuries. Turner probably could have played if he wanted to or if the coaching staff wanted him to. So I would expect him to suit up against Indiana. It seems like Josh Meekins' injury is a little bit more – I'm not going to say severe because that sounds worse. Like it's a little bit more um, – something you have to monitor. Brahms said that uh, it's just too early to tell right now. You know, obviously it's not something major, but as it relates to week three, we'll see how that um, unfolds for Louisville. But um, as of right now, it seems like it's sort of, if you would probably put the questionable um, recognition on Josh Minkins when it comes to this upcoming game. Are you... Concerned with the lack of opportunity from Jamari Johnson through the first couple of games. I mean, it's only two games into the season. I understand that, um, you know, there hasn't been a lot of opportunity. He doesn't have a um, reception through the first couple of games. There hasn't been a lot of opportunities for the tight ends in general. I mean, Joey Gatewood had a catch. Um, Josh Lifson also does not have a catch. So, I wouldn't necessarily say that there's a ton of concern because I think that we're going to see him being featured more and more as the season goes on. But, um, you know, at this point in time, I think it's just the result of the running back committee playing very well and also the wide receiving committee being very, very balanced. So ultimately, I'm not going to say that I'm worried because Louisville's 2-0, and so I'm not necessarily going to worry about the targets. It is what it is. So I look for him to play a larger role as the season goes on. Indiana played Ohio State pretty solidly. Do you think that the Hoosiers are going to be a big test for the Cardinals? Louisville opened up as a double-digit favorite against the Hoosiers on Saturday. Um, I mean, I think that it's going to be a test. It could end up being a double-digit game, but... I mean, it's still going to be a test. I think that the defense for Indiana is respectable, but I also think that Ohio State did them some favors. Um, you know, a starting quarterback, a new starting quarterback for the first time in however many years with C.J. Stroud going to the NFL 
took a little bit of time for them to get going. Um, so I think that a lot of that is not only Indiana being solid on defense at that point in time, but also the Ohio State offense not really being able to move the football. So I'm not necessarily all that much worried because of the game against Ohio State, but I, I will say that I do respect Indiana enough, like Georgia Tech, to say that it's not just a gimme game for the Louisville Cardinals. So um, we're going to conclude the show with a basketball question. Um, I listened to the episode with the three key questions for the Cardinals next season. Thank you, by the way. Um, does coaching not apply to those questions you asked? I mean, it does because that is one question is I think that there was growth to be had on the roster, but also I think that this coaching staff needs to improve as well. I think that the staff will improve with an improved roster. I do think that um, Louisville needs to have more of a half-court identity. They need to um, – I, I can't really tell you what Louisville was you know, going with both on offense or defense last year. Uh, so I'd like to see more of an identity on the team. But, um, yeah, I mean, it does apply. It definitely is respectable, so I, I appreciate that question. Moral of the story here, and the bottom line is everyone has to improve. There's not one person that is exempt from a four-win season, so that's something to look at. But, um, yeah, everyone is at fault, and everyone must improve. But that's going to wrap up this Monday edition of the show. Everyone have a great day to find the Locked On Mobile podcast on all streaming services, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to stay tuned to this graphic.